The Adventure Jogger, a podcast about trail and ultra running. Meet fascinating runners from the front, middle, and back of the pack, sharing inspiring and funny stories about life and running. Running should be fun, and so should running podcasts. I'm your host, Ryan Pluckelman, and this is The Adventure Jogger. It is time to catch up with one of my absolute favorite people in the entire world. Uh, I think probably one of the best race directors in the game right now, a guy who saw a problem with the sport, saw a direction where the sport was headed and didn't like it. So what did he do? He started a racing community that was accepting and open and encouraging and welcoming to everybody. That, of course, being the Yeti Trail Runners. Jason Green is my guest on this episode of The Adventure Jogger. Welcome, Jason. Ryan, thank you, and it's so good to talk to you again. It's been a minute. It has, and you've had one heck of a 2021. Uh, before we kind of talk about maybe the, the Yeti State of the Union and what's going yeah. on for you and how this year was for the Yetis and what you're looking forward to, personally, this was a big year running for you. You put yourself Man. out of your comfort zone quite a, quite a few times. Yeah, and – so just this year, I was able to start putting back some like really good miles week to week mm -hmm. and actually just like feeling good, right? Like running like the wind was at my back, yeah. right? So I, I felt good and, and you know, uh, I was like, you know, I'm really going to ride this and get out and run with people where they live that run my races. That's, you know, what a joy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to share miles with the people that run your race. I mean. This is why I've always preached, you know, ultra races by ultra runners, right? Right, right exactly. We all get it. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I love it. I, it's been a great, uh, however, I was trained so perfectly for Havelina. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, the, one of the reasons I like ultra running, it will just break you off. It don't right. matter how well you're trained. Right. Right. Like, right. <laughs> And so, but my favorite part is I was on loop two and it was so hot and I'd been training with like gloves, a little jacket, <laughs> you know, putting in good miles. And then all of a sudden I'm just getting, so it was the first time ever in my race history of over a hundred races where I've like was having heat exhaustion symptoms. Like I just wasn't hot and cramping a little bit. Right. Like I was walking like damn Frankenstein. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, I, I, I don't, I don't know, you know, and it, and it was my fault. Like I was trained real well. I was like, I'm just going to take one bottle out here. Right. <laughs> you know, so, and, but it was awesome. And when I was bent over walking like Frankenstein where I could just walk like 10 yards yeah. and I had to just keep going and going like, I said, this, this is what I'm here for. You paid money you know? for this. This is what you paid yeah, for. Yeah. And, yeah. And I was like, this, it's been a long time since I've been so far in the dirt. I couldn't see out of it. And I'm talking that kind of when you're in the dirt and people come by and they go, hi, have a good rest of the day. And they're just running right by <laughs> you in the race. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, you're the only one hurting. And I was right. like, I will fight everybody. I will fight everybody. <laughs> <laughs> So, but, but the funniest thing is, is the speech that I just gave. Yeah. 
I came into the jackass aid station or whatever. Yeah. Awesome aid stations, by the way. Best in the business, period. Yeah. And there's like 20 people just laid out <laughs> these beds. <laughs> and it started to make me feel better. <laughs> and so I'm like all leaned over. I can't even sit down. I'm cramping so hard. And like these people are like, I can't. What happened, Jason? We didn't expect to see you. You know, and everyone thought I was going to quit. Right. And I gave the same speech. I was like, God, this is what I'm out here for. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to get broke off. And it was awesome. I had a great experience. And it was a really, really great race. Like mm. um, superb. So, so it had been a while, Jason, since you've tackled the 100-mile oh, distance. You'd been, I mean, was it been five, six years? 100K. I couldn't go over, I couldn't even get to 50 miles after that ruptured Achilles. Yeah. Like I, my, I just wasn't able to, tr like my Achilles, even though it had joined back together, you know, yeah, it's like the most important damn thing to running. Right. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so what was happening and even in 50 Ks, like I ran mountain mist. Yeah. And at like mile 16, 17, it was like I had a flat tire. Yeah. Right? So yeah. it's kind of having this foot with no spring and it was just a peg leg the whole rest of the race. Right. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, I started is the, the spring started lasting a little longer and I credit really to just, you know, I was like, okay, I can't run 50 miles plus a week. So I started like learning to like dry tool with ice axes to learn how, you know, yeah. and do and climbing. And, you know, I just, this is, it just brought a different strength back to that Achilles and, and calf area. Cause you know, suddenly I'm in a couloir and I'm on looking down and I'm only, you know, I'm, I, I'm pinned on my bad foot. Right. Yeah. And I have to like, if my, it gives out, I'd, I could slide to infinity and die. Right. So, you know, you learn to trust it. So it actually really helped me mentally to, you know, be out, you know, learning to climb, learning to ice climb, learning all these things. Right. And it, it actually brought me back to where now I'm like, man, it feels so good. Right. And well, I'm yeah. going to go to Virginia. <laughs> I'm going to go to Virginia Beach and run it. A 50k with a lot of great folks there that run yeti races all the time so i'm very excited by that for that you know it's funny jason we hear it time and time again and and of the hundreds of people that i've interviewed you know it's all you always hear from the big the, from people that have had success in this it's like well i i saw success when i started cross training when i started adding you know weightlifting. i started mixing things up a bit and it wasn't just the same thing all the time and, and I hear that all the time. Like, we all hear it all the time. Every Runner's World magazine is yelling at us, hey, doofus, switch it up. Yeah. But we never do it. We're like, oh, no, no, I, I got to get 100 miles in this week. And the only way to make that happen is, is if I run every spare moment of my life. You know, and, and so it, it, we, all, we all come across it our <laughs> yes. own way. Like, oh, oh, look, I'm going to try something else to in, in, in with my running. Oh, look how much more fun this is. Yeah. And, and I will tell you something else. It made me truly a, a better, happier person. At, 
uh, for a, a portion of this life, somehow I got stuck in this know-it-all adult life, right? Like we yeah. kind of do, right? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. But there's nothing like learning a tie figure eight knot from a 20-year-old kid, mm-hmm. you know, and you, <laughs> and you have to listen intently or you'll fucking die, right? You know, <laughs> right, right. So it really may, so now like when people are, are, you know, telling me about like maybe something I don't have much interest, it, I have, my ears peak up now and my, and how about this? I am more apt to change my mind about things yeah. now more than I ever have been in my life. Like, so if you present me with new information, I'm like, Yep, that's probably right. I would change my mind. <laughs> right, know? yeah. And this is something that I have struggled with my whole life, right? Cause, but, yeah, I always said that was the turning point when I, <laughs> when I was taking lessons from a 20-year-old. And uh, <laughs> if, I, if I didn't follow them to the T, I was going right. to die. Life or so, death based on a 20-year-old who's not interested and thinks you're a dork. Yeah, and it, it truly made me... A, a really better person like it's very odd what happened um um and so now when people ask me i was like yeah you should always so now every year i probably talk about this all the yeah. time now i try something new every year yeah the, it was embroidery yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, i want to ask you about that because you you talked about last time you were on about or maybe it was the time before that about doing something different every year and and you decided i don't know if it was last year or the year before that you wanted to make a jacket Yes. So this is not going very well. So <laughs> I, <laughs> so you know, I want the space age light material. Yeah. But I am telling you, this is the hardest thing you can do. Like a zipper putting it on like you, it's really tough. Oh yeah. You know, but I, I still eyes on the prize. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's, you know, it's all, uh, uh you know, <laughs> I just fall into it. This year, someone's like, hey, you want to get ice axes and climb on dry rock? And I was like, that's a thing? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that sounds awesome. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. So <laughs> I'm like, that sounds actually right up my alley. <laughs> you know, so, it's interesting too, Jason, yeah. because doing all that stuff and, you know, mixing things up a bit, I think you learn doing that how far you can go on – on a certain level of running. I think for me, at least when I got into the sport, I really thought that if you're going to do a 50 K and be able to have a good time, your 50 miles minimum per week, you know, your 60, 70 miles, you know, your, your 20 mile, 20 mile plus long runs every, every weekend this year, I was like, I, I don't have the time for that anymore. So here I am basically on 25 miles a week with a handful of long runs. And I'm like, I'm just going to do a 50 K and just see how it goes. And I'm like, Oh, so basically I went from the middle of the pack to the back of the middle of the pack about maybe 10 spaces back from what I would be if I was doing all that other training. And I had just as much fun. Exactly. Except for the next day. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember it hurting this no. bad. I I agree with you. It's very, you know, when you build up a lot of that race experience like you have and yeah. ultra running like you you can get by. Your body kind of has that memory, right? And I'm yeah. with you like man, we got I think the pandemic taught us that we you know, need not spend, you know, 35 hours a week 
on trails, you know, staring at her shoes. Right. You know? Right. So, <laughs> so to mix it up, a bit, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like, yeah, Jim Wamsley, I look at his mileage a week, but I'm like, yeah, that guy is running, you know, 200 miles in the time it takes me to run 50 miles a week. You know? Well, yeah. And you think <laughs> about it too. I mean, here's the reality situation, Jason. He's, and this is not to take anything away from Jim Wamsley. He's a professional runner. You know, that is his yes. bread and butter. That is his job. I mean, if, 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 you know, we all are professional something else in amateur runners. So we don't have the, the really the time to dedicate to that. And so, yeah, I mean, you can put up 200 miles, 200 miles a week. You're putting in 50 miles a week, but you're also putting in time on your feet at a regular job yeah. as well. Yeah. This, uh, you know, when it comes to mountain running, trail running, I have zero athletic ability, shit ton of passion. Right. That's kind of what right. I was going on. But, you know, Jim Walmsley is just the whole package. Oh, the dude's got, ability. oh, it, it's know. disgusting. It really is. He's, he's such a great athlete. And you want to hate the guy sometimes because you're like, he is such a cocky little bastard. And you want to hate him. But then you realize just what an incredible talent he is and how. Oh. Yeah, they were like Western States this year. It's like, oh, everyone's counting him out. I counted him out myself because he he had crap training cycle. He just didn't get any miles in. Then he shows up yeah. and just like, it looks like he's not even trying. And he's just blowing the uh, doors off of everybody. Uh, and somebody told me he stopped and have, had a beer with people yeah. during the race. Yes. <laughs> here's some, yeah, here's how far Jim Walmsley was was ahead of everybody else. My guy, I agree. Kyle Curtin, who finished in ninth place, I didn't see Jim Walmsley at all. And I was getting to aid stations in plenty of time to, to help Kyle out. I didn't see Walmsley except at the start. That's how far ahead he was. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, know? I do feel like, you know, Wamsley is their hope at UTMB, right? Like, and I'm like, just kill it one time at UTMB for me, you know? Yeah, you can put it all together. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, we always got Courtney. Awesome. You know, we don't need Jim. We got Courtney. Golly, yes. Oh, probably I enjoy watching her just run on videos, right? Like, yes. I would just sit there and watch it all day, and I'm like, it looks so effortless. It right? does. But so, she, the great thing about about Courtney DeWalter is it looks so effortless, but she doesn't have that that stride of like a marathoner, right? She has a stride that that you or I could pick up, not you know that's that's not this incredible perfect stride. She runs like you see most people running, and she's just so goddamn tough. I mean, that's she is just she has mastered the art of suffering and watching her in races is, is, is a hoot. It's fun. I, I feel like she's just with you all around tough. Like sometimes yeah. I, I was like, I bet she would just go throw down a hundred miles and then do a shot of wild Turkey with me and beat me in a game of pool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like right, she, right. Uh, to me, she's amazing. Right. Right, right. Exactly. Like, I mean, she, she once in a lifetime is Courtney DeWalter, mm -hmm. you know? So it's so much fun to watch. <laughs> I, I feel like she just has all the fun, right? She well, yeah. Is, I, I feel like she's like, this is what I was meant to do in life, you know? And right. she just looks epic. So it's good to see that. Yeah. And I also like um, Killian's wife, that Emile Forsberg. Yes. She is so amazing to watch in the mountains. Like, uh, probably one of the, I love to watch her in the mountain runs. You know, who else I, I really like, too, um, 
is and, and there's there's one elite runner that sticks out to me as a person who would fit right in in the back of the pack and and, and the middle of the pack someone who wouldn't be um uh you know un- unusual like 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 you would see this person you would see her you know you could see her drinking a beer hanging out and she would fit right in with everybody else like she runs ultras like the rest of us run ultras but she's also one of the fastest in the world. And that's Camille Heron. Like, I think Camille, like she, she approaches a sport like a lot of us do that are in the middle and back of the pack, but she's just such a gifted athlete that she is, she's an elite that I, I feel like I can relate to. I'm going to tell you something. She came past me probably twice. Yeah. Avelina. Yeah. Lube me twice. And, uh, both times she was like, Hello, hi. You know what I mean? And I was like, how are you saying that in a normal voice? You know what I mean? Like she wasn't even out of bounds. I was like, so, so marvelous. But she, she, I'm going to tell you something. She looks so strong, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. She is just her own person and I love it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She is definitely so, someone that you would feel so at ease just chatting with. And and someone who could relate to what it's like to be, you know, middle uh, yeah. back of the pack, you know, even though she's probably never she's she's only been there a handful of times. I mean, Western States this year, she was the back of the pack because she just wouldn't stop. I mean, she was having a horrible day. Most people uh, in her position with her scholarships and her, or it's not scholarships. I'm sorry. My son got a cross country yeah. scholarship. It's on my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. That nice. was, it was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, but she's got the sponsorships and all of that stuff, but she, she refuses to, to give up. And I, I thought that was a, an incredible performance. I was inspired by it just to see yeah, someone oh, not give up. Yeah. And I always, always in my life, you know, like when I judge people, I'm like, would they help me fight my way out of a bar? And Camille absolutely would. You know? <laughs> right. I, boy, that is a great – Jason, that is a – everybody stop for a minute. You're out on the trails right now. You're, you're doing whatever. Maybe you're, you're getting your morning run in. Think of all your friends. Who would help you in a fight at a bar? Make your list. <laughs> so I know a lot of people probably are, like, laughing about this, right? Yeah. But I have a really one of best friend, you know, since I was a kid, mm-hmm. uh, Armando, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, you know, we're young, 20, 21, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and I love to play foosball. Like, I just love gaming. Any yeah. kind of bar games or games of skill, like boardwalk games, I would game and drink all night long. Well, used to. Yeah. Anymore, right. But so. One time, these people I was playing foosball with, like, got, were getting mad. They were big, like, burly dudes, you know, I was skinny, a little 20 year old kid. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, oh man, I'll, how do I get out of this? Right. And right. they're like, we will kill you. Will kill. You know what I mean? They're like, that Appalachia crazy. You know right. I mean? Right. Like, right. I was like, I was like, oh man, I can't talk myself out of this shit. Right. Yeah. Right. And I turn around. And Armando is wearing two beer mugs as boxing gloves. Like he's got his hands <laughs> ready to fight them. Like he's at the, like in a stance. And these dudes just is like, okay, you know, they were just like, get out, you know, left. Right. So this is why I always say you judge people by who would fight. 
help yeah. you fight your way out of a bar. Who would help you? Which one of your friends would help you fight your way out of a bar? <laughs> That's when you know you've got a really good friend. That's a great standard. Everybody holds your friends to that standard because uh, we all know. We all have them. I can name them right now. Travis is helping me fight my way out of a bar. Stafford's helping me fight my way out of a bar. I got a whole list of people that would help me fight my way out of a bar. I love that, Jason. Um, we talked We talked about a while ago when the first time you were on, you know, we're, we're, in, the mix, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Races yeah. were shutting down. 2020 was, a, was an interesting year for all training. I don't think it was a, necessarily a rough year because I think we had to kind of shift focus and we had to go, okay, if we can't get together – We've got to find creative ways to experience the sport. And I think the sport really showed um, just how awesome it is by finding those creative ways and how people made, made communities in the most interesting way virtually. 2021, we, we got to go back to the starting line again. As a race yes. director, Jason, when you had to spend all of 2020 convincing other race directors, like, guys, I know you're hating this virtual thing but it's the way we're going to survive 2020. And I know you had to say that to a lot of people who were like, this is ball crap, stupid virtual races. Yeah. You had to, and you had races that you had put your heart and soul in. You had a, a new race that you were excited about, the Washington Yeti oh. that you had to put yeah. on hold. You, you, you couldn't. Two years on yes, hold. Yes, <laughs> put on hold for two years. You go through all of that as a race director. You 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 try to encourage the community to 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 make it through those very interesting times and then 2021 rolls around how did it feel to you not only as a race director but what were you seeing at races um for 2021 when people were actually back to being together you know i the look on people's faces and just the the joy of being back together right yeah. like it's really fun like to to be a part of a little group, like, a, you know, I have a little Yeti book club and, you know, it's awesome. It gets yeah. you through those dark periods. But when people started coming back, you know, it really, I could, it, it really was overpowering for me, but to see everyone like just come back together, like, you know, when you get together, because uh, a lot of people in Ultron community known each other for years yes. and years. And if you're new to Ultron and you're listening to this, this is why it makes our community so great. It's you. I sometimes want to see somebody for seven years and I yeah. show up and it's like, we never, we're, we just didn't never stop. Right. Yes. Catch right up. Yeah. And this is what was happening. And, you know, I love to see people staying after the race, hanging out and just chatting and just, I saw a lot less Karen what times people were finishing because yeah. before the pandemic at the end of a race, I'd get like 40 emails about their time being two seconds off or what <laughs> you, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Right>. so, <laughs> so this time I got zero. So people were just damn happy to be doing something and have a goal to, to, to work towards. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and so, you know, one of the, ways that i continue is to be inclusive is we still do fun stuff like this year we do 12 days of yeti right where people do 12 days of my training program and how do i know <laughs> it's it's awesome because real runners hate it <laughs> you know what i mean so <laughs> <Right>. it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> last year people sent me 
like real hate emails. Really? I did not. Oh, oh, it was awesome. I did not sign up here to walk three miles. (laughs) You know what I mean? I was like, okay, don't run an ultra because you're going to be walking three miles. Right, right. (laughs) So, but it's really fun. And people, it put people outside their comfort zone. And it was awesome. So, but, so we still continue to find ways for people. Some people still aren't, you know, okay with traveling because they have someone in their home that's a menu compromise yeah yeah whatever it is there's still a lot of situations going on believe you know and some people just don't feel comfortable yet right and that's okay yeah uh, absolutely and this is why i think the yetis really came together even more this this year than ever before so with with really doubling down on being inclusive to everyone and and, and lending an ear and a hand and a, whatever it may be. So I'm excited as we just keep going and going, right? What happens? Well, yeah. So, what was the, what was the first race the, that for you as a race director where it was back to normal? Oh, uh, it was Damietti in June because we had a race that March and April and they just, we still were, we're in the dark about like COVID and like aid stations. Right. Yeah. And then by June, I was like, well, you should be vaccinated. You know what I mean? Like, and, and like we have faith in it and, you know, we do a lot of tracebacks. We had no spreader events, no nothing. We just, I really relied on people's honesty and, commitment to others to show up vaccinated not show up with a call or have been exposed and people really took it to heart i would get emails and be like hey uh my cousin is vaccinated you know but might be showing some symptoms and i was around him for two days right yeah but it wasn't you know it couldn't be covid cold and they chose not to come and i thought to me i said this really it's one of the best communities you can belong to when they put others before themselves. You know, you know? yeah, it's interesting because you know we we're talking about uh, a little while ago about <laughs> maybe in 2019, Jason Green every after every race gets 40 emails of ah sorry my time was seven hours 23 minutes and 13 seconds not 15 seconds you're wrecking my ultra sign up you know yes. <laughs> And how, yes. <laughs> how all of that that stopped, but I think people were like, you know, listen, if we're gonna, if if people are gonna be able to enjoy this, we've got to take some extra precautions. And you know, I have friends who are all about the vaccine and got vaccinated the first second it became available. Um, I've got friends that have had COVID and still wanted the vaccine. Like, you know what? Just double. I got natural immunity, but I'm gonna double it. <laughs> And I've got yeah. friends that are not sure about it. And they're like, you know what? I just, I'm not 100% sold on it. But it's good to see everybody that in that situation thinking of others and saying, saying to yeah. you like, okay, hey, listen, I, I don't know if I can make this because I've got a cough, whatever, and just not wrecking it for, for anybody else and not risking it really. Yeah. And I, I've been very, very public about my vaccination. And so- just even double down. I yeah. got a booster and I ran a race the very next day. Ooh, how did, how did that go? Yes. I, yeah, I was okay. I was okay. 
uh, it was very awesome. Uh, but you ever show up to a race with zero expectations? It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny because because I got vaccinated and I the first shot I didn't feel really bad at all. I felt a little you know it's a little weird, and then the the next shot knocked me out. I was like a day. I felt like crap for a day, and so that all gets better. And, I, and here I I'm. I'm not, listen, this is not a Mensa podcast, okay? I am not the sharpest <laughs> knife in the drawer. Um, so I'm thinking, okay, I've got two shots. I now have this invisible uh, force field around me. I can't possibly get it anymore. I can't possibly spread it. So I got rid of all my masks, Jason. Got rid of all of them. I'm like, well, I don't need one anymore, right? Because I'm vaccinated. Well... No, there's still masks everywhere. So now I've had to like, oh my God, I have to go up all the time and say, I'm so sorry, but do you have a mask? I threw all mine away. Well, why would you throw all mine? I thought it was over. I thought the pandemic was over. I agree. I got like five days of like going to like Target or grocery store without a mask. Yes. And then it all was like, no, we're back. Right. (laughs) Exactly. So because- you know, there are those those people like that don't want to wear a mask and then they make trouble for everybody. The ones that are that are that are you see on 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 social media where they're getting dragged out of a Costco because they're like, fuck yeah. you. This is horrible. I'm a free person, you know, and they're getting dragged, kicking and screaming out because someone who makes fifteen dollars an hour and is just trying to make ends meet is being told by management, like, don't let anyone in without a mask. And so, you know, know, I I don't want to be associated with those people. So now I've had to go back and get masks. So I don't want anyone thinking that I'm going to be, you know, causing a scene and being dragged out of a Costco. Yeah. I, (laughs) I, I hope we continue to progress and things get even better. Right. Oh, 100%. And, uh, uh, I, I hope we're back to, you know, drinking out of the same 750, right? Bottle at the finish line, you know? So this is my goal is that, you know, we get to just let our guard down even more, right? So Mm. it's like, you know, now if I hear somebody cough, like in my elevator, I'm mad. I'm mad at them, right? <laughs> right? Like I'm, I'm ready to fight and throw them out of there. Like, why would you even come outside like that? (laughs) And as a person who suffers from seasonal allergies, Jason, I've get, I get those looks all the time. Like, no, 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 this is seasonal allergies. This is not the Rona. Yeah, I I am not, you know, scared. Like, I would tell people I was never scared of, like, uh, contracting COVID or, and dying. Yeah. I was deathly afraid of getting long COVID, where I was dealing with, like, lung issues for years or something, right? And I couldn't do what I love to do because I don't know what would happen if I couldn't go outside. Well, for you sure. Know? Like. Yeah. And for me, for me, it wasn't that as much as, you know, cause I mean, I'm, I'm a little doughy, but I'm generally pretty healthy. My biggest fear was I do not want to be the person that gives it to someone and they die. I do not want to oh, be that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I couldn't live with myself if it was, you know, I, I gave COVID to someone and they passed away. I'd feel horrible forever. You know I mean? If they just had COVID and got over it in a couple of days, I'd get over it in a couple of days. But I wouldn't be able to get yeah. over the other thing. But I have really, really high hopes for this coming year. Yes. And we we know how to protect ourselves and uh, 
doctors are are treating uh, are treating it much greater than ever before. Well, they know, we, they so know what they're doing, now, right? You know, you know it's, so, it's yeah. so funny because when when everything kind of happened in the beginning, we're like, uh, we have some ideas, we're not sure, but it seems like as time has gone on. Uh, you know, science has gotten better. Treatments have gotten better. So we're moving in a better direction. Um, Race-wise, though, Jason, 2022, 2021 was was a little bit better than 2020. Yes. 2020 so, oh, was, was the awesome. last year. Yes, yeah. uh, but what about 2022? Where do you think all the, the sport of ultra running is going in 2022? You're going to – I think the amount of ultra finishes goes up probably about 35% this year. Really? You know? I think uh, during those pandemic, we, uh, the community is a lot of people found their way into it, right? Yeah. So, um, of the people who first did that during the extreme lockdown, the 50K challenge, yes. Se- I think like 7,000 of them did not have any ultra uh, race results. And that's run sign up, ultra sign up, right? That's so incredible. I, yeah. So, and you notice last year, like more and more and more, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you will, I think we'll see more and more. I think people come find out about the ultra community and go, man, I really like this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. right. And, and they want to stay. <laughs> so yeah. in which we want people to come and stay and run and have fun with us. Right. This is the goal. Yeah. And, and that we, that they understand it's open to everyone, you know? So, yeah, I think that 24-hour challenge that you did, in case you aren't familiar, um, it was it was five miles every four hours, yeah. right? Yeah, and it was people really – and so, so I get – one of the great things from that, I still get emails. It's like, because of that, Jason, I just ran my first 50-mile race. You know what I mean? Yeah. I get these emails back from people. And to me, I'm like, you know what? This is – because one thing I will never forget in this lifetime is someone who, like, you know, that brought me to ultra running and taught me how to run my first ultra race. So I'll never forget that person, right? Yeah. And I was like, if I can lead someone in and there's good, good or rainbow, like they come into ultra running and they carry that torch on, right? Right. I love that. Right. So they come to the community with very open arms. Yeah. Right. Some, sometimes people, come to our community and you know they you know are uh you know really not they don't get it right right <laughs> so it takes a, a while time, yeah right yeah. And, yeah. Then they, and then it takes them five years and they come back and they go okay i understand right you, you know yeah. so but i i think we will see a lot more finishes this year than ever before so uh Except for 100 miles. It'll still stay at 68% every Because it sounds like such a good idea until you're halfway through it and you're like, Jesus, yeah. wow. I, I, I told people a long time ago, I used to have like these concepts. Like I would read, you know, back when I started running, the only thing like news-wise was someone's like race report. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you would just read it. It wasn't even a blog, right. I think, then. And I would read some of these people would be dropping out at mile 88, right? Yeah. And I was like, who would drop out with 12 miles to go? Until my ass was standing at mile 88 one time. <laughs> and I was like, 
I can't even eat a damn cookie right now. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Who would give up a mile 88? I would. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, this is, this is the beauty of all running. So yeah, I used to read those reports and just be like, who would ever do that? Oh, me. (laughs) (laughs) Correct answer. Jason green would be one of those people that would do that. Yeah. Yeti trail runner wise, Jason 2022, how, what does that year look like for the Yetis and all the races you have on, on your schedule we're, for the Yeti Trail Runners? We're, it looks really good. Like people are very, had a really great time. So we're seeing a big return from, as, you know, for the races this year. Our first race sold out in 25 minutes and then our 50 50 sold out in about 19 minutes. So, uh, you know, people are excited to get back and run with us. So I'm excited too. And it's there. 10 year anniversary of opening races up to the public. Oh, that's fantastic. So I do want a good year. Yeah. Yeah. I want to make one point about Jason green. This is the truth. I'm going to give you a little inside into the mind of most race directors. My race is still out in five minutes. Oh, I'm so awesome. (laughs) It frustrates, it frustrates you when your races sell out so quickly because you want people to be able to be a part of them. It's not an ego oh, thing for yeah. you. And, no. and here's a dirty little secret, everybody. Oh. Sometimes when a race director says a race is sold out in like three seconds, it's not really sold out. They just cap the entries at how many racers tried to sign up for the first five minutes. And then they put everyone yeah. else on the wait list because they want their race to seem like it's sold out just because it's an ego boost. That does not. Yeah. That is and not Jason Green's uh, modus operandi, no. by the way. And this is why I get emails. It's like, is the race really full? Do you have a wait list? No. The reason, you know, it's like the other last week, someone sent me an email and I saw on social media. It's like, I really wanted to make this my goal race, but you know, I didn't sign. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I hate that. Like. Because used to in the day, you could just sign up whenever, except oh, for yes. Mount, Mountain Mountain Mist. I'm always like the first, second person to sign up for that race when it opens. Right. But I can't do anything about it because I've I promised never to like to put one person above another one. Right. 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 Yeah. So uh, it it leaves me in a bad place. So and when, and then when the races sell out, like you know, in 15, 20 minutes, like it some people might be working and can't get to a damn computer that pisses me off you know what i mean like i would like for the people who really really want to come to be able to come and get in and you know i understand people go well you should just have more and more people run but i have a fun meter yeah people that come and help yetis be yetis they have a fun meter too right so i and and i found it and i know the number and that's I'm not willing to go over it. Well, you don't well, you, because you want the experience. You yeah. don't you don't want to lessen the experience for the people at your events. That that's true. And and believe me, it's I count blessings every day that people want to sign up for a race. I, I, there's never a day. I was telling someone the other day. There's never a time. I I always feel like my ten year old self when. The race is opening the next morning. I, yeah. sp- I can't sleep the whole night or, and the whole day. I'm stressed. It's like my birthday party is the next morning. <laughs> and I, I'm still that geeky ass 10 year old kid thinking nobody's going to show up. 
but the person <laughs> my mom forced over there. You know what I mean? Like, so this is this is what's in my mind, and it's like the most nerve wracking thing. And it's and it's I hate race registration. Like I hate it, and it's for a lot of those reasons. I feel like no one's gonna like. You know what I mean? That's yeah, like, Jason oh, Green's oh. always surprised. Like. Hang on, I'm going to call Ultra Sign Up. It says it's sold out in 15 minutes, but surely no one's doing this race. Come on. Who's <laughs> yeah, doing this? You know, that's all. I'm all goth and Morrissey. You know, I'm like, no one's going to show up to my birthday party. <laughs> <laughs> Not a single person coming to my birthday party. And then all of a sudden, you see the birthday party is full and you can't find a seat at Chuck E. Cheese. And, and then when it's full, like, I got anxiety about it being full. And people that want in can't get in. So it's really knives in me all the time well and I, you know I, yeah that's what, what i said you know earlier about you know how for you it's not an ego stroke to sell out you're almost disappointed because you know that there's people that wanted in that couldn't get in and there's people that are going to miss out on the experience that it could you know change their life to be you know to do the 7-eleven oh, or something yeah. and, and and just kind of uh, make them see the yeah. sport in a new way have you, yeah. knowing that yeah. you you know the numbers that at, that your races can maintain, where you, Jason Green, feel comfortable knowing that these participants are going to get the level of treatment that you feel represents the brand of your race and what you're trying to do as, as a race director? Have you have you? Cons- is, go ahead, Jason. Yeah, yeah, this is very true. I. And this is not to say that I don't run really big races and they have a pretty cool vibe. Right. It's just not like I have a number and we've hit it. And I'm like, this is as far as I can be stretched for the safety of the people on the course, mm-hmm. uh, for the bomb, all the volunteers not to be overtaxed for whatever small town we're in, not to be overtaxed. Right. There's a right. lot of, of variables with everything. Right. Uh, like, just parking for crying out loud oh yeah i mean yeah you know it's it's all of these things well <laughs> like, yeah when i get this yeah, yeah so and, and you're trying to find th- that perfect spot where there's enough people where it, it creates a, a great community but just enough to dodge those little frustrations about parking and, mm-hmm. you, you know all these things right and and that's what you as a race director, I've had to learn to navigate, right? Yeah. And in the early days, I was truly a bit off more than I can chew. Really? I've done the, I, like when people say, oh, these races are awesome. I'm like, yeah. But in the early years, luckily, my friends would put up with the bull crap I would put them through. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. like I, I don't think people understand. And and a lot of people run the other races, have been running them for 10 years. And yeah. they will... They all like always default to the Kenny Rogers Dolly Parton first aid station in the river called the Islands in the Stream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and it ran out of water. I had no way to get water, but luckily it was all my friends, so they were okay. <laughs> you know, and, and it was and it was and it was back when people didn't need ice in the middle of the woods. So, right, right. You know, like now, now, now we were like, oh. It's hot out here. I need some ice. This is, <laughs> this is vegan ice. Like, well, it's just hot. So, but yeah, it's uh, it, it's been a long. Like I tell people, every mistake I have made, it. I've forgotten to order bib numbers. I've forgotten safety pins. I've forgotten to you know, name it. Right? Yeah. Like, 
once I forgot to order t-shirts. I mean, this is just, <laughs> you know, it's, it, yeah. I tell people all the time, like it's, it's the, it's, it's, you have to really make all those mistakes. Right. Well, so, yeah. I think you benefit too, because you know, when you were getting into the race directing game 10 years ago, it was early on in the boom where you could yeah. make those mistakes. Your friends would be like, ah, it's Jason's first race. I didn't have water for 16 miles. That's okay. I'll, I'll forgive him and try again next year. And I think, you know, you were able to figure things out when the boom really yeah. started to well, hit. And so you had a lot of people that had that, that didn't see the early hiccups of the Yeti races. No, no. And there was plenty. And, and there's still quite a few fires that get put out every race, but mm -hmm. people, you know, don't see them. But yeah, 10 years ago, if you went on Facebook and said, I ran this race and they didn't have ice at mile 20. People were like, grow up, find something else to do. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, people had zero tolerance for any of this, right? Like you would go run stroller gym, be like some beef jerky on the side of the road. Congratulations. <laughs> There's some beef jerky on the side of the road. Well, Ain't that I told the truth. someone the other day, if I was running a race like in Mississippi or somewhere and I came around the corner and there was a table with little cups of Gatorade. I was like, Oh, this is an awesome race. <laughs> <laughs> you remember those old wax Pepsi cups? Yes. <laughs> like if I came around the corner, I was like, man, these people are so awesome to us. <laughs> <laughs> right. We are spoiled. Look at this. This yeah. is a great spread right here. I think one time when I, when I ran strolling gym, at one of the aid stations, there was those cheese crackers, but it was like the cheese and chives, like the really bad cheese crackers. Yeah. Like, yeah. What, what, were these on sale? <laughs> this, this is the worst aid station food ever. But you know what? I had one, darn it, because I was hungry. Yeah. Um, Jason, have you hey, thought about hey, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my favorite thing I ever got one time I showed up to run that first ever Barkley Fall Classic. Mm-hmm. And the very last aid station was just a state park employee on a four-wheeler with a box of individually wrapped prunes. <laughs> individually wrapped prunes. I was like, this goes against everything that you know. <laughs> if I put individually wrapped prunes out of my race, Somebody's blog is going to be like, they don't care about the environment. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, a, it was very good. It was very fun. <laughs> uh, Jason, I, you, creating this problem that, or dealing with this problem that you've created of having these races sell out so quickly and, and, and not being able to let people into these races to experience it. Have you thought about like lotteries or – or something else Man. creative to try and get more people so, in. So the one thing I do is for the Yeti 100 is like a one day lottery. Yeah. And that's because one year, like people got trapped by their computers for 30 minutes. Yeah. And to me, that's very frustrating, especially if you're at work, you're a right. teacher, what you're, what, what you know, uh, people don't have that time. And I don't want to take, that time away from someone for just signing up for a damn race that's supposed to be fun right right so that's what i do for that one and uh it what i did was build an excel format that picks 
the same spread of field from the very first Yeti 100 that was open to the public. So okay. I took out, you know, what the, uh, and it, it's pretty awesome. So it just picks and, you know, by the end of the day and you don't have to wait long, you know, and I think that's a good way. I, I you know, I know it doesn't, there's nothing I can do to make everyone happy. But right. To me, I feel like, you know, uh, uh, it's fair. And, uh, you know, it gives everyone the opportunity to, to, to sign up. Right. So, and that's what I want to do. And I don't want to trap anybody by a computer. That's the most frustrating thing I can think of. Oh you know? yeah, Ex- exactly. When you're, you're trying to get in and all of a sudden it's, uh, it's like, I can't, I can't get in. And yeah. It, it, have you thought about maybe doing that 24 hour lottery with other races in the Yeti lineup? You know, I, I have, but right now, you know, at 20 to 30 minutes, if you really want in, you get in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and if that time decreases further, then maybe we'll think about it, but I, I wouldn't want to do that. Right. Okay. So um, I, I, but I think at 20 to 30 minutes, if your priority is to run that race, you get to run the race. Okay. And, and just sense. like I do with mountain myths, I sign up for the ultra watch list or whatever I do with a couple races. And as you know, it alerts me like two days before that registration goes on sale. It works me like a day before I set a timer. Yeah. And at eight eight oh one, I sign up for the race. You know, mm-hmm. every year. Yeah. And 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 it's what I want to do. And I make a, you know, and I you know used to have to you know we run stump jump fifty k, and I have to wake up bright and early to sign up for Mount Miss. You know, it's sell out in just minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and now they're able to take a lot more people, but I, but I still, it's a race that I put on my calendar and I'm like, okay, eight Oh one, I'm signing up. And I do, you know? Yeah. So, and, and that's the way I feel about all the races is if there's that 20 to 30 minutes and you really, really, really want to run it, you get in. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. If you right. get 20. Yeah. But as soon as it starts turning into a five or under 10 minutes and it's sell out, then you're kind of like, okay. I got to start thinking of maybe some other options. Jason, I know yeah. you've added some, some yeah. new races to the Yeti calendar. One of them being the, the, the Washington Yeti that you had to put off yes. for two years. How did that we go found, this year? It went really awesome. So the state of Washington just was like very like COVID protocol, right? Full on. Yeah. So they were like, you can, they reissued the permit like two years later. And they were like, if we drop to like this number and you have more participants that you have to cancel. Right. Yeah. So I didn't let anybody in. So out of 200 people that registered the first year, we, I think 65 showed up Mm -hmm. and I have to tell you, people had a good time. And, uh, I'm hoping this year more, um, you know, now we're open. People get to travel, and we get to bring our East Coast vibe uh, back to Washington. So uh, the parks uh, were very happy with the Yetis, and so we're awesome. Right? So yeah. in Washington, they renewed the permit the very next day for the following year. So oh, that's fantastic. They were very, yeah, they're very cool, and uh, they like the idea that the race is on Friday, so mm-hmm. it doesn't conflict with high users on Saturday. So, and, and you see a lot of with my races, but you'll see them on Fridays to avoid that high weekend conflict, right? Cause 
trails are meant to be shared and uh, by uh, all, all, all users and that's right. what they're built for. Right. So if we can minimize some of that interaction, uh, I think it's great. So they really love all that. So what was the response but, like to, to runners and even other race directors out in Washington where here's this guy from Virginia Here's this southern <laughs> yeah. gentleman from Virginia uh, showing up and, and, and directing a race in our in our world, in our neck of the woods. So I think I think, you know, probably some of them were pretty like, you know, like, you know, but uh, I don't think a lot of them, you know, a lot of old Candace, James, you know, I've also been coming to Washington to run races for yeah. the past 10 years, yeah. you, you know, so. A lot of the old time race directors in the ultra world like knew me just from showing up at Capitol Peak, a fat ass over in Olympia, right? Yeah, like, yeah. they're like, I can't believe you fly out here for a fat ass. And I'm like, because it's a, the best vibe ever back then. It was such a cool race. And uh, I think a lot of them just knew me from then. So, no heat. And they know I enjoy pushing mountain running to, to its limits out here. You know, so I will, you know, be running down in shorts with an ice axe, you know, right. duct taped on my back. Right. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? It's right. Like, so I think most of them understand my love of what I, we do. Right. And yeah. You're, you're, I never, yeah. You were anointed by Candace. You know, she's she sprayed some yeah. some some tail water on your forehead. <laughs> yeah. Mark, Mark, the sign of of Nike. And then you were anointed. And I've also like volunteered for races. I've flown across the country to volunteer races years ago. Right. Yeah. So it's to, to give back. So a lot of people know and know that, you know, it, it's when you are say like a race company, right. Yeah. And you're just coming in. That's to me, that's kind of, you know, I have a lot of mixed feelings about that. Right. So. Oh, uh, for sure. So, yeah, but I think most people are like, uh, you know, what can you do? Someone that's been running, but I'm sure there's a few haters. There's, there's always like haters, get, Jason. Oh, every, yes. This is something I know. And I'm like, man, how do they even have time for this? <laughs> right, you know what I mean? Right. Like, like, like I don't need, I would like to know about every race in the country, especially if it's really cool. Like some of these people are just like all over. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, how, how do these race directors like just, you know, how can they have time to worry about someone else's race? Right. Oh, like for I sure. A good, good deal of just worrying about mine <laughs> right. and dealing with it. Right. Like right. I sure as hell don't have time to damn interject on your shit. <laughs> <laughs> now the, the Yeti, the Washington Yeti, that's not, there's no altitude issues to deal with. That's a great for, nope. for East coast runners that are like, I want to try something out West. That's not something where you have to worry about a lot of altitude and, and stuff like that. No. And it puts you right in the cascades, like good mountain views. Uh, like, you know, you're right. You look at 6,000 foot peaks the whole day without having to like go up and downhill. Right. Yeah. So I think last year the elevation gain was around like, you know, 9,000 feet per hundred miles, which is nothing. Yeah. You know, right. Absolutely. Which pre which presents its own list of troubles. Oh, for sure. When you, you, you can run yourself into you the put, ground. Yeah, when you put the running back in ultra running, <laughs> right, things start to happen. Right. <laughs> We're supposed to walk. We're supposed to walk, darn it. Um, there's another so, one of your races too, Jason, that's a new one this past year. The the seven seven trails. Seven yeah. trails. So this is a race where you, you cannot DNF. 
it's always one of this race where I just stripped it away, right? Mm-hmm. Where you can show up and just be and be part of the whole community as the it's not really a race of more event, right? So you show up, pack of pickups either at a restaurant. This time's at like this awesome like food court park outside. Yeah. So people get like pack a pickup, chill out, eat. You so if you ever like, you know, believe it or not, like I'm the kind of people I like love to fail, but there's some people very terrified of going fifty K to fifty miles. Right. Perfect opportunity. So last year we got all these people achieving new distances, right? And there's this big safety net where you don't have like where you can and guess what? You don't have to stop at fifty miles. You can if you still feel good, you still go on. Yeah. So, and I think it re- people loved it, right? And uh, I didn't know. I always dreamed of a race where, you know, people could come and, and see what they were capable of. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, or just come. I build the course so they're always fast as can be. Yeah. If you just want to come and try to PR, you can. I like so, that concept. And people do that too. And I, it's a very relaxed atmosphere so um it's pretty funny but something new for this year i thought would be even funnier because i don't i don't know if i even told anyone <laughs> i probably i didn't i would never like bill it as this would probably be the only year i had someone come in the damietti yeah and certify the first 26 miles <laughs> really so, <laughs> We're going to secretly take everyone's times at 26 miles so they can use it as a Boston qualifier. I like it. So, <laughs> so, so they, so they don't have to go run an expensive road race. Right. Right. That's a great idea. <laughs> you get to do it during the ultra, but I, you know, ways to produce more fun, right. And more relaxed environment for me, you mm-hmm. know? So I, I do think, you know, when you come to the hundred miles, the Yeti hundred miles, like, being prepared and and fully trained will give you the best time right like like not finish time you you will have more of a chance to success enjoy it more right yeah i i I try to tell people this is that's 100 miles you you really just you know need to put in the effort to to enjoy it all Mm -hmm. enjoy that whole that whole experience yeah because, you know, you and a lot of people, these are their first hundreds, right? And uh, you want them to have that great experience. And Yeah. Um, it, it, so I always want them to really, really, really train for the hundred. Like, because I really, really want everyone to finish. I, it's my hope and dream always, right? So, and I always have a buckle for every finisher. Like, I never, like, I'm hoping one day everyone finishes. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Jason Green, if everybody does finish, if he gets a 100% finish rate at one of his yep. Yeti 100s, he will have a buckle for every single finisher. This year, we were around about 78% finishing, 70 So Nice. You know, that is as good as it gets in my mind. That's, so people, that's pretty fantastic. Yeah, so, you know, it's I, just, I love it when people, I love to see it. And, I, you know. But I also like to see the crash and burn sometimes because that will crash and burn. <laughs> well, for sure. In epic fashion. Yeah. In epic fashion. Yes, right? My crew forgot to meet me here. They're all at a bar somewhere. Right. You know what I mean? I love these stories. 
Are you? That's, are you uh, go ahead. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm always like in my mind, sure, that's the reason. Right. Stop. You know what I mean? Just tired of your <laughs> shit. That's what it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, Jason, um, are you coming back east to, to race at all personally in 2022? Yeah, so next, next uh, 2022, yes, I'll always run Mountain Mist. Okay. My favorite. 50k one of them and next week i'll be in virginia beach running the seashore 50k cool next weekend at virginia beach and it's awesome i like it there i used to go as a kid and skate mount Trashmore. it's they only have one mountain in virginia beach and it's built on the top of trash that's <laughs> <laughs> why they call it mount Trashmore. That's great. but but there's a lot so i noticed a few years ago like i like to look where people are from and there's a lot of people from that uh, Virginia Beach, that area of Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, that run that race. And I was like, oh, man, I want to run with everyone. So yeah. I chose that. I like to go do it and see everybody. And, you know, it's, it's fun to chat people up and not have to be the damn race director once in a while. Right. You right. know what I mean? But like just be running and, you know. To run and not have, about, yeah, none of people yeah, complain wanna, about two yeah, seconds off their time. Yeah, yeah, I want to talk shit about somebody having Pepsi at the aid station <laughs> instead of Coke. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I need to update my blog. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, I I think it's great. Yeah, and I, I always encourage people like that run the races. Like, if there's a, like a group of people that, I don't know about yet. He's like, people have these like awesome little running clubs in our area. And if they have a race, I usually try to pick my races based on where those folks are running just so I can come run with everyone and have fun. Yeah. Cause I, I'm really uh, more than directing a race. Uh, like my favorite thing is just to run a race and be a part of it. That's why I put on races because I just love the environment of a, of the race, of the race environment. Yeah, just enjoying people and getting to experience oh, yeah. that, and it's and it's fun too to see it from another side. I'm sure you know you, you do love race directing, and that's a, a a fun part of your life. But every once in a while, you're right; it is fun to be able to just yeah. sit back and go, like, "What the hell? They got Pepsi here? Come on, what are you talking?" Yeah, yeah. Now I I will tell you, I think people sometimes like weird out when I show up that I like am going to critique. Right. I really, I really enjoy running. Like, if you got just a few calories there and some soda. I'm all, I'm all okay. That's you all Jason you know what I mean? like, yep. so. You don't need a, a, a rock and roll band at every aid station. He just wants some calories yeah. and some soda. But, well, I have Alina. I would come in and I'd be like, what, where am I? Am I like a delicatessen right now? Like <laughs> it was hard for my mind. Cause I would be looking at like, what, what is this? And they were like, Oh honey, you're looking at the uh, vegetarian side go over to this other table and that's where all, you know what I mean? I was like, what is going on here guys? You know what I mean? It's a chartreuterie board. What is a chartreuterie board doing at an an aid station? Oh, dude. I have to to tell you, I ran into this aid station at nighttime and I was just like hobbling, you know, just like, and I look over and there's a dance party going on out in the middle of the (laughs) desert. And I was like, what kind of world do we live in? Like, you know what I mean? Like, where did we, you know, and it, but I will say it was, I was, it was funny. I was presented with all these foods and I probably drank, you know, five liters of Coke just to get 
around the last 20 miles and didn't even touch even, which I'm very sorry about. And then at the start finish, when I came around the first time, I saw this like, uh, like ice cream truck or like a shaved ice truck there. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I can't, I can't wait to have one of those after the hot lap. Right. Yeah. So the second lap, when I was just suffering from like heat exhaustion, I came out. I was like, "Who the hell would have this out here?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna suck my. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but I I enjoy. It. It's been a really. It's been a moment since I enjoyed myself like I did a javelina because it brings people from all over. Mm-hmm. So it's a very good place to catch up with old friends and, and meet new ones so and that's what made it very nice and special you know awesome so many and good, I, good, and good I, times yeah to come. and i would i would be running and some like dude pulled up on me like you know i was running he's like are you uh jason yeti and i was like yeah and he's like dude uh could you just stop running for a minute and i stopped and the guy was like you don't know what you did for my mom my mom started running because of you. You know what I mean? The, wow. the pandemic, he's like, she just ran her first 50K. You know what I mean? And I was like, holy shit. You know what I mean? So it was awesome for the, you know, a lot of reasons. That is very awesome. Jason, thank you for taking some time to chat with me. It's, it's good to catch up. We need to do this more often. Oh, please. Yeah. And I hope to see you at a race. I'd love to. I'd I'd love to come out and hang out with you. Um, And, and you can yell at me from your race director spot. Words of encouragement. <laughs> you get out of line, I'll DQ you. <laughs> <laughs> I will change your results. Oh, we're not going there. Okay, so, <laughs> hey, everybody. Uh, two things before we say goodbye to, to Jason. If you've not yet signed up for the Savage Golf Marathon, uh, go on Ultra Sign Up. Savage Golf Marathon is March 19th. It's in uh, Central Tennessee, a beautiful area called the Savage Golf uh, a nature preserve. It is a wonderful, beautiful park. It is just everything that is beautiful about the uh, just central Tennessee. You've got some mountain climbs. You got a lot of rocks. It is a beautiful old school ultra. There is not going to be a vegetarian section at the aid stations. It is just people who love to run, getting together to run in the mountains. Jeff Stafford will be out there. I'll be out there. We'll be doing an episode of the Adventure Jogger out there. Um, my guest room is already taken at the house by someone who's flying from out of town uh, to do the race. But yeah, go look it up. Ultra sign up the Savage Golf Marathon, March 19th. We'd like to see each and every one of you out there. We'll have a fun time running. We'll talk and joke a little bit afterwards. Theadventurejogger.com. You can go there and check out all that we have. Um, back episodes. There's a gear store as well. If you want Adventure Jogger jogging pants, Makes a great Christmas gift for the jogger uh, on your Christmas list. You can do that as well. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode of The Adventure Jogger. Really appreciate you listening. We are 100% listener supported. You can make a monthly pledge on our Patreon page. Just search The Adventure Jogger on Patreon or go to theadventurejogger.com. Join the community on Facebook and Instagram by searching The Adventure Jogger. And subscribe to The Adventure Jogger wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. 